What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of New Generation Hero Talk. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. Now, as you can see, um, EJ will not be hosting uh, this week. He won't be joining us on this show this week. Um, he has been feeling under the weather. Um, he is getting better, so I don't want to alarm anyone, of course, any of our listeners, but um, but he is not 100%. So he's, you know, he's so under the weather, Shamari, that he is uh, in Tampa, Florida, going to going to the Royal Rumble this weekend. <laughs> going to Royal Rumble. <laughs> he got sick. Dude, he was like, I yeah, got to go to Florida. A, he needs to take some sick leave, <laughs> take some sick time from, from New Jersey. <laughs> no, 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 he's good. And he's not like, you know, I don't want to alarm anyone else. He's not like, you know, really contagious or anything. No, no, Spread, no, 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 no. Spreading is yeah, super yeah, spreader, yeah. you know, or anything like no, that. No, like, no. he's not. He is very much on the men, but he just not he just doesn't sound well enough to join us here on the show. So yeah, yep. um, he should be back next week. Uh, yeah, and again, we'll get his report from um from Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe he'll he'll be able to tell us a little bit about how that. You know, this isn't a wrestling pod, obviously, but um, <laughs> you know, he can give us maybe tell us a little bit about his experience. Uh, but he'll be back, so he'll be joining us uh, on our next show. Um, so me and Kendall are here to hold down the fort until he returns. Um, uh, so of course, Kendall, as you just heard is, it will be joining us as well or joining me as well. Um, so Kendall, how are you feeling? Um, what are you looking forward to talking to today? Talking about today? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm feeling good. We've got a lot of interesting topics. Um, a lot has happened since we last recorded. Uh, obviously we've had two Marvel shows that have come out. Um, that we haven't yet discussed. Uh, we will be getting to Echo almost certainly on that next show. Uh, felt it made sense to wait for EJ uh, before we gave our our in-depth opinion on Echo, uh, especially considering like there's not much Marvel content coming down the horizon after the fact, so it's like, uh-huh. there's no point in skipping Echo. It's like, you can skip Echo, but it's giving Echo to wait for Deadpool. Like, that makes sense. So we'll eventually we'll we'll give our in depth opinion on Echo um, when EJ's back. So uh, and then what if as well? That one I assume we'll we'll, we'll touch on. We've seen some episodes have not finished. What if? So um, you know we'll see. But you know that's another one we'll probably give give whatever opinions on we can on on that as well. Uh, but there's still plenty of news. Uh, mm-hmm. plenty of news in the Daredevil space that has nothing to do with Echo. Uh, plenty of news uh, in the Spider-Man realm. Plenty of news uh, in on the Superman legacy front. So, uh, and obviously our last show we talked about the I want to call it debacle, but the um, chaos surrounding the Century character that was cast as Stephen Young and then. He ultimately dropped out. Uh, well, it seems like Marvel has worked quickly to find the actor to replace Stephen Young. It's a interesting, potentially surprising choice. Um, but we'll get to that all later. But, but yeah, very exciting show. Yes, yes, very exciting indeed. So, um, so yeah, we can we might as well just uh, jump right into it. So our first topic, Kendall, as you alluded to. Uh, will be Daredevil. So um, this is uh, now we know that Daredevil um, or 
we now know that the uh, Daredevil uh, Netflix series is uh, canon. And um, not only is it canon, but many of the characters that we know and love are returning. Um, you know, Foggy, Karen. Um, of course, we know Kingpin is back. Um, but in addition to that, it will be Bullseye. So Bullseye um, uh, will also be returning. Um, so Wilson Bullseye, Bethel himself. Wilson Bethel himself. Bullseye will be returning. Um, this is according to Deadline. Now, this is, um, to me, I think uh, a very good sign and clearly a pivot. Um, and I think it's it's just a good sign, a rare, quite frankly, good. I don't want to say a rare good sign, but just a rare instance of, or it would appear at least to be a rare instance of a studio, a, you know, brand reacting, uh, particularly Marvel, the Marvel brand reacting to what the fans are asking for and what and what what the people seem to want to see um or just reacting to what they liked or or probably yeah. to simplify it even more uh people liked daredevil people liked those characters people are generally speaking you know i can't generalize to everybody but uh for the most part you know we're not thrilled to hear that the events in the show just didn't happen so just forget about it even though we're bringing the show back, none of that stuff happened, or maybe some of it happened, but not really. Like, because again, with the MCU and everything being connected, we're supposed to be done with that. You know, back when you know Agents of Shield and and Daredevil and Luke Cage and things were. It's oh, maybe we'll allude to this thing from Marvel Studios, but we never. It's net. It will never really touch on it. It will never be. It's like no, we want all of that to be connected. And Daredevil was so good to just say none of that is real. None of that actually happened, or maybe a little bit of it happened. Fisk is real, and Charlie Cox is real, but everybody else just forget about it. We're going to give you our MCU Kevin Feige version of Bullseye and all these other characters. It's like, I don't want that, right? So I, I, this, I think, is great. And the character they cast and that played Bullseye was great. I think if they keep things at that ground level, they don't do the Hawkeye and make, you know, Wilson Fisk and kind of Hulk some kind of like thing. Like they keep things at the ground level and keep things at, okay, they're scrapping. There's great fight choreography and, you know, without any kind of insane power ups. I think this will be, um, Possibly the best Marvel thing we've gotten in a very long time. If they keep it grounded. It's a big if. <laughs> but if they keep Daredevil Born Again grounded, they don't they don't, you know, scale up, they don't make him like way more powerful than he was or like do anything like that. I just don't think it's necessary. He's a good enough fighter to to, you know, stand up to all the fighters in the MCU, I think, you know, that don't have like superpowers. So yeah, uh, this is very good news. To me, this is very good news, and it's a very good sign. Um, but, Kendall, what are your thoughts on this news? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good news that's come out of Daredevil. Um, uh, 
one of something else just to add to what you've uh to what you already mentioned besides the fact that we know that uh everybody's coming back and they're making it canon um they also we've also heard that it sounds like they're going to lower the episode length from 18 to the traditional 13 somewhere around the 13 ballpark that they had when it was a Netflix series mm-hmm. and Look, 18 sounded ambitious when they said it. I wasn't going to complain because I'm like, that's just more content. But uh, but 18 gets daunting. There are plenty of shows that you watch. I mean, especially like Shamar, you're a big anime fan. There's a lot of anime that's out there that just has a thousand episodes. And when you have so many episodes, it becomes daunting for people. And sometimes the shows start to meander into random plots. And, you know, it finds a hard, it becomes hard for it to 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 stick uh to one long story uh and that's where you get those filler episodes those freak of the week episodes like we had with the cw shows or a show like gotham and mm-hmm. it it sounded like daredevil born again was almost going to go into that lane uh and be almost like a procedural law and order kind of show and while those shows can be good that's not what the netflix daredevil so again, clearly they've decided we're going to pivot back to what was what what the bread and butter of that series was. Um, you know, the, you know they've got um, they, they they also announced that the that the lead stunt coordinator for that series is being brought back um, as well. Again, another major uh, sign that they're finally giving us more of the same, and that's what all that's all anybody wanted. Uh, I don't think there's anybody. I was a fan of the Netflix Daredevil. I was like, hopefully this isn't Daredevil season four. I think most people are like, hopefully this is just Daredevil season four. Exactly. Because a lot of people wanted Daredevil season four. And the only added thing is like, yeah, now you can do Daredevil season four. And you don't have to loosely met- reference the MCU. Now you can strongly reference the MCU. You can have other MCU characters show up. So it's an advantage. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, Glad, glad we're getting Foggy. Glad we're getting Karen back. Glad we're getting uh, Bullseye back. Um, like I was very worried with Bullseye because I was like, that's a character that could have made a lot of sense for them to just recast. Um, because he was done in such a specific way in that show that I was yeah. like, you know, like you can't like like I don't think you, you I don't think you can bring that same guy back, that same actor, and have him play. The Bullseye from the Affleck movie. That's a different guy. You know, right. Colin Farrell, the way he played Bullseye was nowhere near what Wilson Bethel did. Um, and so, if you're bringing back Wilson Bethel, you're bringing back, again, the lore from the original series, which, again, very specific. Not something that, like Kingpin, for example, you can have D'Onofrio play Kingpin, and it's like, yeah, it's just, that could be any version of Kingpin. Like, he's a bald, big, bald dude, you know wearing a white coat, white, white, white blazer, like that, you know, that, that transfers over and you don't really know his backstory, whatnot. Same with, same with Matt Murdock, Matt, Charlie Toss looks like Matt Murdock, but with Bullseye, again, because of the way he played that character, you almost have to assume that that's the same guy from Daredevil, from the Netflix show, so. Yeah, I think that's a big one, and then obviously Foggy and, and Karen as well. Um, and again, it doesn't sound like these characters are going to play like major, major roles. No, again, no one's asking for that necessarily. Like, I think I heard a rumor that one of them 
don't remember who uh, I want to say there was a rumor that Karen, I think is only going to be in like three episodes or something like that. And again, we don't really know the specifics of that stuff at this stage, but like, that's, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't need Karen in every episode. Um, yeah. but again, this is like, this is a continuation of an older series. So it would almost it like it would be fine if she wasn't every episode, but it it almost makes more sense that she's not. So, but it also wouldn't have made much sense for her to be not in it at all. Same with Foggy. Uh, so yeah, I think that this is great news. Um, and and I agree with you one hundred percent. This is definitely a pivot. There's just no way. There's no way that you've gone this whole time without telling us that Daredevil's canon. You literally changed the the structure of the Disney Plus layout to include the Daredevil and Netflix MCU show, Netflix Marvel shows, and put them in, inserted them into the MCU timeline. And right. it's not like those shows weren't there before. They've they've been there for over a year now, and. They only, they only now just, they had the epiphany. Oh, why don't we put them in the MCU timeline? Because they, they're canon. They didn't, they, they, they just had this epiphany to, to do that. Like, clearly there's something, something has changed. There's been a mandate. There's been a, whether it's from Kevin Feige, whether it's above Kevin Feige's head, there's been a, a there's a clear initiative to, uh, to to remind people of the dare of the Daredevil and Netflix universe and embrace it and tell people get the word out it's canon watch those shows because you're gonna need to watch them if you're gonna understand them so um I'm I'm fine with that because you know it's better to make up for these mistakes now than you know. Uh, just continue. Just admit your admit your mistake and and move on, as opposed to, you know, saying, "Oh well, you know, we got to do something different." Even if people don't like it, we have to do something different. Yeah, it's just it, that would have just been a bad strategy. It would have just, it, you know, and I hate to be like you know, Mister Anti Marvel or whatever. It, it would have just been like, okay, add this to the list of things Marvel is has been doing lately to just piss off fans. Just add it to the list. Oh, we're just changing up Daredevil. We're making it, it more like the other MCU. We're making Daredevil more like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. That's what we're going to do to Daredevil. It's like, why would you do that? You know, like, why do you think... It's like, talk about how... Again, I, I don't know. So I, I just... It would just be a bad... It would just be a bad idea. Um, It, it, would, just, it would just set a bad precedent and just be another thing that just marvel does to just leave a bad taste in your mouth you know and to just put out again just subpar more more subpar content that you can just kind of oh this is okay but like i it's not moving the needle for me it's not building any kind of brand loyalty generating any kind of excitement for future projects or anything hearing this will generate excitement and you know, hearing that this is MCU canon is included and in everything else, there is no oh big green guy, you know, any no, just oh we can maybe allude to some of the stuff that happened in New York. Like no, this is fully MCU canon, and 
it's just seamlessly just blend into everybody, everything else. That's literally what the fans want. And it's like he has the power now to just give fans what they want. And he's doing that. And that's just the smartest thing to do. A lot of times I feel like these creators get too wrapped up in wanting to wanting to um, wanting to innovate and not just give wanting to like build upon and not just do fan service, which I mean, I can appreciate, but there's ways that you can build upon things without just changing just the nature of what made it likable and what made it good. Like, and just, or, or without just straight up, just going against what people are asking for. Like the lot, like the lot with a lion share of fans want. It is even like you can make your own story, but just make it so okay. This is the Daredevil. This is Foggy. This is Karen. This is Bullseye. You know, it's in the MCU canon. And we have a lot of the same people that were behind the scenes, you know, um, running the show this time. And there you go. And then they can do what they want from there. But the basic tenets of what the fans, what will get them excited and what will get them invested is still there. That, That shouldn't be touched, doesn't need to be touched. And just hopefully that is kind of sticking with them in Marvel Studios. Or hopefully it's someone there. Someone there is 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 someone there with some kind of influence is saying that and Kevin Feige's listening. That's kind of the best I think that's right now it's just the best uh that's I think that's the best case scenario. And this definitely seems to be indicating that. Are there any other characters that you're like waiting for confirmation that they could be in the show or that they're coming back? I mean, I don't know what the deal. I mean, Ben Ulrich is he is he even still alive? I don't remember. I think uh, he I think died. They, yeah, I think yeah, they killed yeah, him. I'm pretty off. sure he died. Um, you know, uh, but besides him, I mean, Electra. You know, Electra is a possibility. Um, and where what is the line for them? That's the question I have. Like, are are they going to play the recast game? Are they going to play the... Because we know Vanessa Fisk uh, allegedly has been recast. Now, again, there's plenty of time. If they, I mean, I don't think they're going to renege on an offer for casting, but, like, um, she was recast, you know, about, you know, a year ago or less than a year ago. So, um, is that a character that they feel like, yeah, everything's canon, it's just a different actress playing Vanessa? I think that that doesn't matter. Like, I don't, you know, there's going to be some people that, that, that'll argue that her character was important enough that it has to be the same actress. I don't, I think that that's a character that you can recast, and I don't think any, a lot, like people will notice, but I think people will care. Um, uh, not to say the actress didn't do a good job, but it's just the, 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 the gravity of the character wasn't super big. Um, mm-hmm. The, but you know, everyone else, like, again, they're not recasting Foggy or Karen. Electra, like, is Electra a character that they could bring back? And does it have to be uh, Elodie Young, or do they, they recast that character? Um, and then when you branch out, we know John Bernthal is going to be in it. We know he's coming back. Um, does that mean that Kristen Ritter is coming back as Jessica Jones? I mean, Mike Coulter is coming back as Luke Cage. I think everybody's cool with all that. The big one that people are kind of questioning is Finn Jones' Iron Fist. That's Danny Rand. You know, I think a lot of people like Jessica Henwick um, in her role, but I don't know if they liked her enough to be like, we're just going to replace Danny Rand with 
with with her and uh, to me like if it came to it like i'm fine bringing back finn jones uh especially if it's just like a minor role but that's the conversation they're gonna have to have and and ultimately also if it comes down to everyone's back but finn jones i'm fine with that as well i don't think too many people are gonna go crazy about that but i just wonder are they are they gonna recast Danny Rand, if it gets to that point, this is always this is just me thinking down the line, or if the or are they are they just gonna write him off? Or are they gonna ignore Danny Rand? Those are two possibilities. But um, there was a report last week that uh, rumor that Iron that uh, the, the Iron Fist and Kun Lun lore and ideology is gonna gonna be brought up in um, the Eyes of Wakanda show. So. Again, they're not uh they're not totally erasing that that stuff, but it's not gonna be Danny Rand because it's gonna be, you know, some time in the past. So some former Iron Fist. So uh again, just interesting questions that I have. I don't know if there's any of those characters that you have that you're thinking about. Um I totally forgot about that Eyes Honda thing. I just I don't even remember that. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I mean, I for me, it's just the just the other Marvel Netflix characters. I didn't mind Finn Jones as much as other as much as uh, a lot of other people did. I'd be fine if they just brought him back. You know, if they recast, that wouldn't like that wouldn't really do anything for me either. I mean, either way, you know, I think he's a very recastable character. Um, but um, but I'd be fine if they brought him back. I wouldn't have any issue with that. And um, but yeah, really, it's just the other Marvel Netflix heroes. Um, the other kind of side characters besides the heroes, I think. I think everyone sh- there should be fair game for recasting. I, I I'm not. I just but the the main line, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, um, Iron Fist. I would like to stay the same, but I wouldn't go crazy if they recast Finn Jones. I don't think necessarily think Finn Jones was the problem with Iron Fist. There were a lot of other problems with it. Yes. Um. So I'd be fine if they brought him back. I, I, you know, that wouldn't. You know. So yeah. I'd I wouldn't. Be fine I wouldn't boycott everybody yeah. back. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine if they just brought everybody back. You know. But um. So it's Electra, and you yeah. consider her a side character or like a hero? I consider her a side character. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if they if they recast Electra, I'd be like, well, I mean, that's you know, um, I mean, that's fine. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. I'm not as attached to to um, to. I mean, her character was good um, in the show. I mean, but again, if they didn't recast, I'd be like, okay, good. But you know, it's definitely not something where if they recast, I'd be like, you know, have them on the picket line or you know, or pitchforks or anything like that. You know, it would just be, uh, you know, um, just be like, oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, no, no, no particularly strong feelings. I just, I think with the this main heroes, particularly Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, they should come back. Kristen Ritter, Mike Coulter, I. I would very much like for them to come back. I don't know if they want to come back. Um, I don't know if those conversations have been had or are being had. Um, you know, so of course, you know, if they just didn't want to do it, I mean, that's obviously up to them. But I would like it if they came back. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's really it for me uh, personally. But uh, but yeah, yeah, this is something we'll definitely have to have to just keep track of. But overall, this is good news. I think this is very good news, and um, I am just this gets me much more excited for Daredevil: Born Again because before I was excited, but with a big old asterisk of just especially lately what Marvel's been doing lately. I'm just like, yeah, I'm excited, I guess, you know, but, you know, I got to see how it is. Now it's like, and I've seen what they did with Fisk, and he's all, you know, hulked out, throwing cars or throwing car doors and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I'm not trying to see him, you know, throw a car at Charlie Cox. Like, that. that's not, that's not what I want to see, you know, but, but it doesn't, it seems like right. they're trying to get back to that, <laughs> to that <laughs> ground level uh you know type stuff and and that that kingpin's fine for like video games and in animated shows but for live action i that's not what i'm trying to see especially with the same character that was in the marvel netflix one so um so yeah this is this is a very good sign so i'm very much feeling much better about it um so the next story we want to talk about on this show has to do with spider-man um, so of course we are all um awaiting uh the next Spider-Man movie. Um, you know, no certainty with regards to exactly when it's coming out, but we're still hearing, of course, there's still you know rumors flying all over the place about it. Um now this uh, particular particular rumor is coming from uh Daniel RPK, um, who is saying that uh Sony would like to include uh Andrew Garfield and uh toby mcguire um in in the next uh spider-man movie um so that would uh obviously be very exciting news and would make me very curious as to what the story is for that movie um now we had been hearing that this next movie is supposed to be a more grounded movie that that's kind of what marvel what marvel was going for um so it'd be curious to see how that's achieved with Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire being included. Um, Kendall, what are your thoughts on this story? Yeah. I mean, you know, it does sound like there's a massive disconnect right now between Marvel and Sony. Uh, Cause like you said, Kevin Feige is, I guess behind the scenes made it uh, a point that the Spider-Man movie is going to be more grounded. And Sony is like, well, yeah, but where do how are you gonna include Garfield and <laughs> Maguire and uh, Feige's like uh, wasn't right. so, you know. I think that that's an interesting. It's an interesting dilemma because it's like we're back to where we were, you know, three years ago, you know, four years ago when we were post Far From Home and we were talking about uh, New No Way Home coming out and. Obviously, we saw like we saw, you know, a really, really chaotic period in which we thought Spider-Man was going to be leaving the MCU. Uh, in part, and I've said it on the show, it's never really been a public thing that's come out yet. But my theory of how that that whole thing shaked out is, I think that Marvel, I think that Sony, I think Marvel had a plan for Spider-Man three. My guess was Craven, but regardless of what their plan was, they had a plan for Spider-Man 3 that Sony didn't jive with because Sony wanted to do 
No Way Home. They wanted to do, a, a, you know, the reunion movie, which, again, didn't really make much sense based off of what they had set up already. But but they knew they saw dollar sign. They knew it could work and they, they knew they could get McGuire and Garfield. Um, and so they told Marvel, we're doing No Way Home, either with you or without you. And Marvel eventually realized, like, they've got the leverage because No Way Home is going to make a lot of money. It's a good idea. And so I think that might say that's always been my theory that Feige caves and like, no, it will make No Way Home under the MCU umbrella. We'll, we'll, we'll capitulate. And it worked and everybody was kumbaya. Um, but fast forward another three, four years and it's like, what's going to stop Sony, Sony from doing this to Marvel again? And saying, we want to make another multiversal. We don't want to, we don't want to take a step back financially because, uh, uh, a street level grounded Spider Man movie is probably not going to make as much as that way. Uh, now, that's not a problem because it doesn't mean it can't be a better movie, doesn't mean it can't be a classic, just in that, but it's probably not going to make as much as No Way Home. A lot of movies aren't going to make as much as No Way Home. That's an all time box office movie that would have been even more all time had it not been uh, during the pandemic. So, you can't really be mad at. at, at you can't really be bad about that movie not living up to potentially Spider-Man 4, maybe not living up to No Way Home, but Sony's going to try their darndest to make sure that they can get something similar because, again, they haven't had a movie with that kind of box office since. And why would you pass that up if you're them at the business? So it's a weird, weird problem, and it all kind of lies with the fact that Sony owns Spider-Man. So at the end of the day, Marvel is just, they're kind of just loaning Marvel you're kind of just loaning Spider-Man to Marvel anyway. So they're kind of at the at the behest of what Sony wants to do. Um, honestly, I think a lot of this will probably come down to do they have an actual story that they could sell McGuire and Garfield on? Um, if they do, and it comes out, then I, and it comes, it comes out pretty well, I, I think there's a good chance that we get that instead of uh, this, you know, street-level Avengers movie that's been talked about where it'd have a Daredevil and it'd have a Kingpin and whoever else would be involved in that. Um, which is, uh, again, a bit unfortunate. Um, a bit unfortunate, but the other thing that I think will be interesting, and I think that if I was Sony, like, and I've said it before, like I'd make other Spider-Man movies that don't have Tom Holland in it. Like, I've said it before, I've said it a million times, I'd make a Miles Morales movie and put him in the Tobey Maguire universe. Or put him in the Garfield universe if you have to, but I would definitely put him in the Maguire if I had a choice, but, like, do that. Or just do another Spider-Man, or, or to, just do another Tobey Maguire or Garfield movie. Like, and don't include the MCU. Don't include Kevin Feige. Like, I think that that is an easy way to make a lot of money, as opposed to doing Craven. And doing Morbius, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think those, I was, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, those other projects are just, you're just throwing away money. You know, they, I mean, they think they're, they want to try to quote unquote capitalize off of this IP, I guess. And, and, um, but they're not, but you need good ideas, <laughs> you know, I mean, unfortunately not to be like kind of pretentious about it, but you, but you need to do that with ideas of things that people would want to see and people aren't banging down the door for a Craven, for a Craven movie or a Morbius movie. And those are hard sells. Uh, yes. Like 
like those are pretty hard sells for those the, for that alone without Spider-Man. Those are very hard sells. Um, so yeah, so that was that's not, you know, um, you know, for them to want to do this movie, I guess you know makes sense in kind of just the the way of just you know wanting to be safe and just make as much money as possible. But then on the other hand, they're out out here doing these very risky projects with no Spider-Man at all um, that are probably going to lose that money. <laughs> so it's very strange. It's a weird kind of double, kind of like a double thing there. Where they want to be creative. Yeah. yeah, it's a double-edged sword thing where they want to be creative and do out other things with the Spider-Man brand. And then they also just want to just, just throw as many Spider-Man nostalgic spider-man in one movie at, <laughs> at once to just make as much money as humanly possible so i i think i think what you said kind of is a good middle ground of you can be that do that creative route but still have a spider-man that people want to see that people care about that people will go to the movie theaters for um and uh yeah so i mean i think that would be a good route um as well um but, you know, when it comes to this specific decision, it seems just very calculated, just very calculated in terms of what is going to make them the most money. Um, and you're right. You know, they're doing just the cold calculation of this is not going to make this. This is going to make as much less money and will not help us set up future movies for Toby and Andrew <laughs> um, going forward. We'll be much better off doing a movie with Toby and Andrew and Tom. And then setting them up for other movies outside of this. I don't know what Feige would have to come up with some kind of counter argument to that. I don't know what role they'll have in Secret Wars. I'm guessing they'll be in Secret Wars because just because I'm guessing everyone's going to be in Secret Wars. So, yes. I mean, maybe he could try to set that up in there, <laughs> and then, uh. You know, and then maybe it'd be like you can make your own movies from there with Toby and Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield, right? But um But I don't know. That's the best thing that I can think of. Because like you said, otherwise, I mean he's at I mean he's basically at their whim. You know? I'm sure they're on good I mean, I I I mean I actually don't know what, what terms they're on, I guess, but I would think they're at least on good business terms. I mean, they're making a lot of money together with this character. Um but it's uh you know sony kind of has the end of the the final say and um they you know at, they've demonstrated in their excuse me in their other content that they want bigger bigger more connected spider-man stuff you know with spider-verse and then of course we've even seen with uh with uh with like their animated shows. I mean, they want more Spider-Man in their shows and they'll, they'll want Spider-Man to team up with a bunch of other people, a bunch of other people, a bunch of other Spider-Man, yep. a bunch of other Avengers people, yep. the Fury and all these other people are all in these Spider-Man shows. Yep. And it's never just, you know, I mean, Spider-Man, um, spectacular Spider-Man got a couple of seasons. They're like, ah, scrap this. Yeah. They let's like, put, make, we want Spider-Man. Spidey and amazing friends, Spidey and amazing friends, the kid show is every single, they've had an episode with the thing. The thing was running around <laughs> with Spider Man, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> right. We haven't had the thing in a Marvel animated anything since like since like 2008, and they're bringing him right. back to throw him in that <laughs> joint, like Spidey, like the Spider Man is an amazing friend show from the 80s, Ultimate Spider Man. Yep. Again, we don't have to talk about that one, you know. Which 
had more of had other more other arrows than it did Spider-Man uh, in terms of screen time. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely been a, a mandate. They've gotten us ready for that world where Spider-Man is a team up character. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, look, we've said this a million times, but Spider-Man four should be Spider-Man going to college and like Johnny Storm's in it and like Iceman's in it and Firestar or something like that. Like if you're gonna you're gonna move on from the from the Ned Leeds and the and the Mary Jane MJ character, like do something interesting that's gonna tie into the rest of the MCU. Like, I don't know, the Daredevil thing uh, I don't know how excited I am about Daredevil being Spider Man four. Like if that's a thing. I almost rather have Fisk with no Daredevil. As crazy as it sounds. Like we all we've seen Daredevil in so many different things at this point. Whether it's Echo, <laughs> whether it's She Hulk, whether it's the first Spider Man joining No Way Home. Like I'm tired of him just being the the like the cameo guest guest appearance character. Like I know we have we're gonna at that point by the time this movie comes out, we'll have had a whole season of, of Daredevil Born Again, and maybe my mentality will change after that. But like right now, I could care less about Daredevil showing up in a Spider-Man. And I shouldn't feel like that, but we already got that, and it was it was it was a much more tame thing. But um, I don't know. I'd almost rather just see like a new a new hero team up with Spider-Man. But um, what I don't want is I don't want like there was a rumor that Ant-Man is supposed to it might play like the the Nick Fury Tony Stark role in this joint. I'm like I don't I don't think anybody wants to see that. Um, I don't really no. think he needs the. And that was the point I was gonna make. Is I don't really know if I want to see any of these older Avenger characters in this movie, yeah. unless it's Chris Evans, which wouldn't really make any sense story wise. But like, that's the only one that like you know it's like all right, you got me. It's Chris Evans, you know Downey. We already got Downey, but like if it's Chris Evans, uh, you know you may get me there. But otherwise, if it's not a new character we haven't seen yet, then I don't then I don't really care. Just let me see more. Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, the other Spider-Man didn't rely on some kind of mentor. No. Uh, some kind of, like, other superhero mentor. And that was part of the re- thing that made it good, was that it was just, he was alone. So it was a, it was harder. So, yeah, it's, you know, I agree with you. Um, I don't really want the whole connect. I don't really need it to be so connected and him to have a some kind of mentor or some kind of other person uh, there. Like, I... It's just not. It's just not needed. Not needed. Not necessary. Um, doesn't need to be some kind of big Avengers flick, like you know. But and I'll be honest. I think another thing that may be driving this possibly a little is just Marvel's the kind of downturn, or at least what I perceive as a downturn um, lately when it comes to Marvel's brand. Um, like their brain is no longer Teflon. Like I'm just gonna come out and say it. it is no longer Teflon. You don't just can't just put Marvel Studios on something and make it good. So Sony may be thinking it's actually more of a detriment to have all these other, you know, you know, they're gonna throw in oh we wanna put, you know, um we wanna put Anthony Mackie, uh She Hulk and this other one in Spider Man. And Sony's probably be like, No <laughs> You know, they'll probably be like, I don't want we're gonna put Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield 
and it's going to be another No Way Home, billion-dollar, easy billion-dollar movie, legendary movie. Like, that's probably what Sony's saying. So they may, they may want to make it just more of a Sony movie than even a Marvel movie at this point because they think Marvel is... And then, of course, there's all this turmoil with freaking Kang and Jonathan Majors and, you know, just people just not knowing how they feel about Marvel in general. Yep. And Sony's just like, I, I'm just not, you know, this just doesn't, this looks, you know, they may be being even harsher and just saying, this looks like a sinking ship. I want this to be a Sony movie. <laughs> you know, this is our character. This is a Sony movie. And we'll make it good because we know how to make good Spider-Man movies. That, that I mean, in terms of like them just wanting to shoehorn as many Spider-Man in it. And then just, okay, you can make it connected to the MCU, but this is a Spider-Man movie. So, in that sense, I almost can't blame them, I guess. But it's, you know, this idea that Kevin Feige has for this movie is good. This is a good idea. This, And I would be much more interested, personally, in seeing that Spider-Man movie than another just giant team-up. Um, so, so, yeah, it's an interesting thing. We'll have to keep tracking that as well. And, and uh you know obviously we'll see how this turns out you know once more concrete information starts coming out about the movie um and then once they start promoting it and whatnot though it seems like we're a ways away from that but um but yeah it'll be something interesting for us to keep track of regardless uh so next topic we have is um having to do with the century um so we have a uh, another potential, or or uh, well, basically another potential century casting. I won't say it's definitive, especially after seeing, seeing what happened to the last century casting. Um, <laughs> we, we have another potential century casting. Um, uh, this, is according to uh, Deadline, as well, uh, Lewis Pullman um, will be, or at least has an offer to play the century um, that uh, that he can accept. So, um, I am not very familiar with Lewis Pullman's work. I mean, I've only, I think the only thing I've seen him in is Top Gun Maverick. Um, and he was good in the movie. Didn't play like a major role, but I, I enjoyed his role in the movie. Um, and this would be, uh, quite an undertaking for him and definitely something that can, that can, um, I think definitely put him more in the limelight. I think with a character like this, um, so this this would be interesting to see. I am not, you know, as I've said on previous shows, I'm neither here nor there when it comes to this century casting. I'm just, um, you know, I just think as long as it's someone good, someone that can play the role, you know, good enough for me. I'm, but I'm, this isn't something that I'm particularly the character I'm particularly connected to, but. Kendall, what are your thoughts on Lewis Pullman possibly being such? Um, it's interesting because, like I mentioned in the open, not exactly the not not. It's a surprising choice because he's uh look. I mean, he, he he's not. He doesn't look like Stephen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, let's put it that way. Yes. I mean, uh, so clearly they didn't approach this character as we are specific, specifically looking for an Asian actor to play Sentry, which I give them credit 
because uh, we talk about it a lot with the Marvel casting, where you know there were there were people when Fantastic Four was coming out, and they were casting Reed Richards, and they were like, "We have to find a Latino actor, so let's go with Pedro Pascal." And it's like some people may have looked at that and said, "Oh, well, are you casting Pedro because he's the best actor, or are you casting him just to check a box, quote unquote?" And um, I, I'm, I, I give right. them credit that in this case. Uh, it's like almost like a reassurance that the original Stephen Young casting wasn't like a diversity casting. Now, what I will say on the flip side is now you look at that Thunderbolts movie. I said it, I've said it before, and I'm definitely going to say it again now. Not a whole lot of diversity in the movie. Um, I, you know, I, I meant initially, I meant on the original team. I wasn't really thinking about who the villain was, and they cast Stephen Young, and I'm like, Oh, well, there's something there, I guess, you know, but I mean, we saw the original concept art and it was a lot of Bucky and a lot of John Walker and, you know, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, the only, the only non, only person of color on the, on the, on the, on the original joint was Ghost, who again, first of all, worst character in the movie <laughs> you know, point blank, which is saying something because Taskmaster is also in the movie, but uh, worst character in the movie. But also, again, it's a character wears wears a mask, so it's like you almost wouldn't even know. But regardless, um, so yeah, not a whole lot of diversity in the cast. So I think that that's something that I'm curious if this does go down. Uh, now I'm not somebody that's like that, like you know, I'm not like keeping track, saying you know, all Marvel. Marvel's got a bad record with this stuff, but they need uh, their quota. Right, exactly. But but with the Thunderbolts, like that's something that you did not have to be quote unquote all white. You know, like that. You definitely no. could have you could have made new characters, frankly. Like brought in new characters that we haven't seen yet in the MCU and made them a part of the Thunderbolts. Um and if you weren't doing that, then I don't know. Find somebody. Put Mordo in this joint. Like I don't. I don't really care who. But like, you know, no. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more diversity with this cast. But, but on the Lewis Pullman part of it, not to stick on that point, but on the Lewis Pullman part, um, it's also unique because it, it does. When you ask yourself, so how do you get from Stephen Yun to Lewis Pullman? They don't necessarily look alike, but I think the similarities that neither one of them is super big, right? They're both a little smaller. And I wonder if yes. that is a point of emphasis for this Sentry character, because obviously Sentry is a character that in many respects is compared to Superman, and he's one of those characters that fits that evil Superman trope that we've had, uh, you know, permeating over pop culture in the last five years. And when you think evil Superman, you think, oh, Henry Cavill should be playing Sentry, right? Or uh, John Cena or somebody in that, you know, in somebody in that realm in terms of physical profile. But when you cast Stephen Young, again, the guy that's a little, a little smaller, or you cast now Lewis Pullman, a uh, guy who's also not, not, you know, some WWE wrestler in terms of his physicality and his physique. Um, I just think that that's interesting. I, I don't know if that is intentionally something that they tried to do. Uh, I would assume that, you know, they think about all this stuff, so I think it was intentional, but um, but I don't know, maybe it was a coincidence, but it's just, that's the one similarity in common denominator I found between the two. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, clearly that, like you said, I mean, they're not going for the Henry Cavill, you know, bat flick kind of big kind of beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Batman the anime like, series, <laughs> Superman yeah. anime series. Yeah, they're not going for that physique. Refrigerator chest, <laughs> refrigerator tor- torso. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, they're not going for that. Uh, <laughs> not going for that physique. Um, I mean, I would compare this. It seems to me they're probably looking for something closer to like a Homelander type. Probably like Anthony Starr. Anthony, Anthony Starr plays Homelander in The Boys. Isn't that big right. either? Um, but he looks, it's, it's just very, very fit. Like very fit. So, you know, they probably need to bulk up a little bit, but they wouldn't have to look like, you know, like Hugh Jackman. You know, they wouldn't have to just, they wouldn't have to do like, be like big, big. You know, they, they, could, they could be like very physically fit. And then put them in a tight suit in their their century. That's that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking they'll do. Um, and again, when you have similar to Homelander and others, when you have those kinds of powers, you don't have to be giant. You know, you're so strong either way that it, it like doesn't yes. matter. Again, we watch um, stuff yeah. like you watch something like Dragon Ball Z and like Goku isn't the biggest guy. But he's super yeah, strong, exactly. you know. And you know, Vegeta is not definitely not the biggest guy. Like, yep. But he's super strong. It's like, like you said, I they're say like, um, like Omni Man doesn't look like massive, right? You know, so, or even especially giant... uh, Mark, you know, an invincible, like obviously a super yeah, strength, exactly. But isn't yeah, isn't supposed to be this big brooding character, you know. Yeah, so that that's more along the lines of what I'm thinking. And I think they uh, did a pretty good job with that with uh, Icarus as well. You know, he's a pretty yeah, normal size. I agree guy. with that too. Yeah, so Icarus as well. That's a very good comparison as well. So I'm thinking something closer to that for Century is what they're looking for, um, and that's fine. That's good. You know, um, doesn't he doesn't have this doesn't have to be some kind of like you know Titan. <laughs> you know, so right. um, so yeah, Th- so I have no problem with that whatsoever. I do think that definitely seems to be a similarity. Um, on the diversity point, I-, I think you're right. I know you've mentioned that before. Um, yeah, that definitely seems to be a thing here. It's probably something that someone could have just pointed out. I don't know if anyone at Marvel's pointed that out. Um, <laughs> but it just, but so- someone could have just been like, yeah, it's a very like white. Team. Like it's the team, and the team's not. And I look, I and traditionally, team, like it doesn't have to be white. Like this, it doesn't have to be. be and know? like, look at Suicide Squad. Like the Suicide, at least yeah. they put Will Smith in that joint, and he was like the face of the movie. So right. like, you never, and you obviously you had Viola Davis running the team. So it was like, right. I there was no accusations of there was no diversity on the team, and you had El Diablo in the movie, and you had Katana in the movie. There was absolutely none of that as an issue. But and yeah. this is obviously what it's you know what it's based off of. But um, but the to me, my biggest issue is like this roster that they've picked for this movie, this concept of a movie, isn't good enough for me to like feel like we can't have. You couldn't have found anybody else. Like yeah, and it's you, not like it's not like uh, 
it's not a movie that's like separated by things like location. Like for example, Black Widow had like right vast majority. One hundred percent have no problem with that. It's, Black Panther and yeah, you know Shang Chi. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's Where a it's cultural like, okay, thing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. or even like so, we talked about it with Fantastic Four. We're like it's a it's a the family of four. You know they're not at all related, but they're it's it's essentially a close family. You know we're assuming like. Yeah, like they don't have to be all white, but it also isn't controversial if they are. It's not then that's not some sort of messaging that they're trying to put out. Some sort of if they are, so it's like either right. way, I think it would have been whatever. But with but with this, it's like again, there's no specific reason why all besides the fact that it's just they're just all legacy MCU super soldiers. So like I don't know, hmm, figure yeah, something out, man. Soldiers. Like put put somebody from Wakanda in this joint, somebody we haven't seen, you know, a new <laughs> villain. Or we put uh, what's call? What's the dude? What's the homie? Uh, Kaluya, bring Kaluya back. Wasabi, <laughs> oh Wakabi. I call him Wasabi with a big hero six. But Wakabi, bring Wakabi back, and or somebody <laughs> like that, because just find somebody. But this this idea that we're just gonna roll out. We're gonna bring ghosts back, and that's gonna that's gonna you know represent the masses. It's crazy. I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they, this Killmonger would have been perfect for this movie, and I and I don't think Michael B. Jordan would have signed up for this. But <laughs> but if you could have had him, like that would have been the perfect right. kind of character uh, to play that Will Smith role, so to speak. But um, but yeah, instead they're like they just they don't have anybody. Like can't get Namor in this joint, like. We haven't even mentioned Harrison Ford's obviously going to play some sort of a role as as, as Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk. So yep. I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe there's characters we don't know about. Obviously, it's still early. Uh, but nowadays, you feel like you know everything about everything when it comes to these movies. So um, the fact that we haven't heard anything about uh, really any minority characters. Again, Steve, when Steven Young was in it, that was like the caveat. But now that he's not, it's really back to the drawing board for Marvel in that in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, they find somebody. I mean, it's not like a you know end all be all, but it's definitely something that you'd like to see. Um, you know. Um. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. Especially you know, when they're going to go they're and like recast or like you know race bend the into- like half the X Men, and it's like nobody was really asking for this. <laughs> yeah, but right, but exactly. then with Thunderbolts, it's like, yeah, we're just gonna all white cats. I'm like, all right, like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. We the stuff is just, you know, you yeah, they do stuff that nobody asked for, that nobody want really even wants to see. At least as far as I can tell, I mean, I, no one was asking for it. <laughs> so it right, like not something people people wanted. I, I saw people initially th- wanted. There was a guy on TikTok. So, I can't, couldn't tell you his name. wouldn't 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 know it. But the but he made a great point that and something I said on the show that like man, I'd love to see Spike in 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 in, in the X Men movies. Like yep. character they introduced in in X Men Evolution, very uh, kind of a similar archetype to Static Shock, but similar yep. uh, similar uh, era. That they both were cre- or both both characters in animation came out, um, but yeah, I mean that's a character that like we really don't see much of in any other thing, um, that you could definitely bring back in the in the MCU if you really wanted to instead of 
feeling the need to say, well, you know, we got to make Nightcrawler black because, you know, we don't have enough black characters. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know why they think like that in Hollywood. It's it's just beyond me. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to see this. And obviously, it'll be uh, something we'll probably be getting confirmation on. I'd imagine it wouldn't take too long. You know, when does Thunderbolts come out? Uh, all these things are fluid, but right now it's slated, I believe, for 2025. Maybe like yeah, November, next year, like fall, like fall of 2025, something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll probably we'll get we'll probably get some confirmation of this within the uh within a year, I would think. Um, you know, because they got to start marketing and everything. And so yeah, we'll, December. We'll be, okay, I believe December next year. Okay. So yeah, we're probably here probably within a year, I would think. We'll start getting confirmations of who's playing who, especially especially next year. Then we should know for sure. All right, so the last uh, show, last topic uh, we want to discuss on this show has to do with Supergirl, um, with us possibly getting a casting for Supergirl. Um, so this is um, um, going to be an interesting one to see. Um, you know, obviously, we're very obviously familiar with um, the Supergirl show, and I apologize for forgetting her name. Kendall, what's the, what's the actress's name? for that show. Uh, uh, Melissa Benoist. Yeah, Benoist. Melissa Benoist, obviously, yeah. Yeah, Melissa Benoist, obviously, we're more, you know, we're all very familiar with her, comfortable with her work. Um, and I did enjoy her on that show. She did a very good job. Um, but now we're getting to uh, the new DCU. Uh, obviously, we also had Gunn Sasha Kaye as with, well. And Sasha Kaye, don't forget her as well. I actually thought she was really good at Supergirl. Yes. In, as well, in... uh in the flash but uh but we'll be getting a new supergirl uh in the dcu so james gunn and uh the team behind that specific movie are tasked um and possibly in a super superman movie if she appears in the superman movie uh will be tasked with casting the new supergirl now we are hearing um from the hollywood reporter that it's down to two uh two people molly alcock and Meg Donnelly. Now, Meg Donnelly has been voicing Supergirl in a lot of the recent animated projects. Um, and she's blonde and kind of looks like Supergirl. So, <laughs> so, and she's done a bunch of other things as well. Um, you know, other like acting, um, other acting roles as well. So she uh, is in the running uh, to play Supergirl. And uh, then also Molly Alcock as well is being considered uh for supergirl now she i we um i recently watched in house of the dragon um she was very good in house of the dragon um so i definitely think she can play the role for sure definitely has the depth to play the role uh, supergirl i think is a, a more complicated character than a lot of people would think um you know so I definitely think she has the depth to play the role because this, if if he if Gunn wants to do a more involved Supergirl story, then then uh, I think an actress of her caliber can can really uh, lend a lot of credence to that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. 
Um, Kendall, did you have any thoughts on this particular uh, casting choice? Um, look, in terms of the casting, I mean, look, uh, you know, uh, as as I as I say with a lot of these roles, um, Supergirl, we've had multiple different versions. Uh, you can go, you can go all the way back to Smallville. We had we had Supergirl, and there was, a, I believe, there was a movie in the '90s. Did not see it. Um, but like we've had multiple versions of Supergirl. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with any of them, uh, spe- specifically. I think that that's a character, not to say that you can't be a good actress to play Supergirl, uh, or you can't be a bad actress, not to say you can't be, you have, you, that, that, like, you don't have to be a good actress, I should say, but, uh, but I think that there's a, there's plenty of, of actresses that can play Supergirl and be fine. Um, so, I mean, the fact that they've narrowed it down to two, um, and both of them were sort of in the family to a degree. I mean, you talk about um, obviously uh, Donnelly having already played uh, Supergirl um, yep. in multiple different iterations. Um, I think that that gives her, I wouldn't say an advantage, but that definitely helps for a lot of brand synergy and like you know, James Gunn's already talked about wanting to sort of make everything tie into each other. So while not to say that he's going to canonize the, the Legion of Superhero movie or the right. Christ on Infinite Earths animated movies, but um, but it, it's something that shows that like she could voice Supergirl in future project and be the live action Supergirl. That could be something she doubles up on and that could be there's a lot of value there. Um, similar to uh, Katie Sackhoff with 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 um with Star Wars, Man, and Bo- yeah, Mandalorian, and Bo-Katan. But um, but on the other, on the flip side, you have uh Millie Alcock, who's you know already been uh played a major role in a major Warner Discovery Warner Brothers Discovery project uh in House of the Dragon. So um, again, somebody that I'm sure that they're familiar with from a studio perspective, probably comfortable with probably somebody yep. that they want to give a bigger role to, um, keep her sort of in their scope if they think that she's got upside. Um, so yep. Supergirl is probably the biggest between her and then what we're going to get from Wonder Woman, probably the, the biggest casting, uh, castings for female characters right now, uh, in Warner Brothers. And I mean, you can make that argument that Supergirl is the biggest casting right now. If, if we're assuming that Vanessa Kirby's already locked up Sue Storm, might be the biggest casting that we've got on the horizon for female characters in general. I mean, you've got um, obviously we'll see what eventually, whenever we get to the X Men stuff, Storm's going to be a really big deal, and Jean Grey. If we yep, do get Storm, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Um, and then Rogue will also be a big deal if we get Rogue or Shadow. Any of those characters would be a big deal. But uh, the Storm, especially, I think, would be a really big deal as well as Jean Grey. But but Supergirl is going to be the headline of her own movie that's coming out uh, in the foreseeable future. So um, this is a big deal for them. And I think the more interesting thing about this is not even the cat, not even the the actors, because like I said, they could either one of them I'm sure could play the role, but I think it's interesting that Supergirl is also going to be in Superman Legacy. 
Um, some people are getting worried about this movie because there's so many other characters from other stuff that like you worry about it getting congested. Um, to me, I don't think these characters that are in this movie that are like big name actors or playing big name characters are necessarily going to be in this movie a lot. Like they're cast if they're cast one of these two actresses to play to play Cara Zorel and play Supergirl in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's only in a couple scenes. And you know the same way Batman v Superman had you know Ezra Miller and you know Ben Ben Affleck obviously was in the movie, but like it had you know Jason Momoa and like Ray Fisher it was teasing something future. Like, I think that this movie will be similar. It'll be even worse than that movie was in that respect. Like, it'll, it's going to have a million characters, where that one only had, like, four or five. But still, um, I think that it'll be similar in that respect. So, uh, I'm not worried about it in that sense. I actually think it's a really smart move, because it's like we talk about all the time. Would you rather go into these movies cold turkey, having not seen any of the characters? Like, you can do it, but... I think it's going to help the branding and the, the build-up for a Supergirl movie if we see that character in Superman Legacy. Assuming Superman Legacy is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll, that'll definitely be a big, um, you know, a big, uh, a big uh, decision. I agree with you that I don't think... Um, I wouldn't think that their role would be too massive in Superman Legacy because um, they're not trying to, especially if she has her own movie, they're not trying to make this a Superman and Supergirl movie. Like, this is a Superman movie. So I would think maybe she's in something on on uh, Krypton. Maybe, um, you know, if they go through that whole thing, maybe she's there. I would think something like that. Maybe they show their sure ship go to something along those lines. Um in regards to that cast, I I foresee it as something. I think <laughs> I think Batman v Superman is one one way that it could turn out. I was thinking more like Black Adam, with like you know they got like you know Doctor Fade and Adam Smasher and right. I, the the only difference is like that thing had no future. I mean, I know they didn't. I know they didn't know that. But <laughs> <laughs> like, we were not even knowing. You no, know, we were going into that movie knowing there was no chance we were seeing any characters. You know? Yeah. Not yeah, but I think they will be like featured though. That's what I'm thinking. Like I think right, they'll right. be like featured in the movie. I yeah. just don't think it'll be like uh I don't think it'll be um you know like some of them definitely will. movie. It's not gonna be Superman like super it's obviously gonna be a Superman movie. Uh and some of these characters like we know, like they've already you know, James Gunn's already talked about how like I guess what would be what the JSA they're calling it is is gonna play a a role. Um in this movie, so I think that 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 is something that we know, but I do. Th- there are there. I mean, for what we know already, I mean, we've got Guy Gardner, we've got Hawk Girl, we've got Lois Lane, we've got Clark Kent, we've got Metamorpho, we've got Jimmy Olsen, we got Mister Terrific, we got Maxwell Lord. Like, where does Maxwell Lord fit into this? We got Eve <laughs> Tessmacher, um, and that that's. And then, and that's that's what we have for now. For now, um, that doesn't include like is Perry White in it? I think most people assume Perry White's in the movie. Is is are Martha and Jonathan Kent in the movie? Maybe not, but I think we assume that they're in. It. Is Jor-El in the movie? 
maybe not, but <laughs> you know, like these are like I think I think right. That's really the question: is are these traditional Superman characters that are in every Superman movie gonna come back? And we and we got Lex Luthor confirmed, um, and we're also operating as if like Brainiac's the villain or like somebody else that we haven't seen yet, and that Lex Luthor is not necessarily the villain. So that's where that question comes into play: where this character like Supergirl, where it's like, how where does Supergirl fit into this when you already have got like these other heroes like right. hawk girl there's no way you can do a ton of hawk girl stuff or a ton of like i think those characters will be similar i agree to the to the jsa in, uh in black adam but right uh but then but there's a couple other characters on the periphery that again Mac, like maxwell lord again where does he fit when we already have lex luthor and it sounds like neither one of them are actually movies. and they've said like james gunn has said that like maxwell lord is going to play like, the, like he's gonna play a bigger role in the future. He's just debuting in Superman Legacy, and it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like, do you just want to get your right. brother in the movie? You know, Sean Gunn's obviously playing Maxwell Lord. It, like that is something I could definitely just see being almost like a cameo, and we don't even like, we don't really get much from his character, but he plays a future role in the DCU. So that's, and I mean, again, we know the way Gunn operates. Like, man. Uh, you know, how many other, how many other, you know, like, characters that are adjacent to his other stuff? Like, is Viola Davis going to be in, be Amanda Waller? Is Cena going to be in this movie? Uh, who's Dave Bautista playing? Who's Chris Pratt playing? Um, you know, Zoe Saldana came out uh, this week and said that she wants to be in Superman Legacy, or she wants to be in the DCU, rather. Um, so, like, that's the that's the big thing. Um, Zachary Levi, ironically enough, came out and was blasting, you know, Sean Gunn getting the the Maxwell Lord role, essentially being like, "Yeah, it's great when your brother's running the running the show," something like that. Yeah. Zachary right. Levi, you want to talk about a guy whose uh, approval rating is at an all time low for a superhero? Um, <laughs> right. It's so bad that HBO Max, if you go to HBO Max, Superman, uh, Shazam, Fury, and the Gods does not have Zachary Levi or Shazam on the, on the, on the cover. Um, it's, uh, I forgot her name, uh, Mary, whatever, from, uh, from Young Justice. Um, and she's on, she's on the cover, and it's like, same thing Netflix did with Black Lightning, where they put Painkiller instead of Black Lightning. Um, yeah, but they know that Zachary Levi's got no—he's uh, <laughs> got no pull right now with a lot of people. So, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah no. been saying a lot lately. Yeah, no, yeah, but that's that's the only concern that I have with Superman Legacy. But I'm not concerned about it because I think that it's a lot of what Marvel did, you know, a long time. Like it's different, but. They introduce characters that would ultimately then be that bigger roles, like Scarlett Johansson being a Black Widow, being an Iron Man two, and then being an Avengers. Like, I'm cool with that. Um, with that strategy, the only question I would have is like, is Guy Gardner really coming back? Like, some of these characters, I'm like, where are you fitting in? You know, metamorpho. You know, going forward. So, um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, interesting how all that kind of 
fits together. I definitely think Supergirl is going to be probably just something on Krypton. That's that's I I probably like put money on that. <laughs> like I don't think she's going to be playing a role much on Earth. Because then again, it's like if he knows that's his family, and it's like why? Then it's very much almost you can make this almost like a team up movie or something, you know? Yeah. And I don't think he's trying to do too much with Supergirl in this movie. I would think that this would be more of a, just a Superman movie with other like heroes thrown in. Clearly, he wants to do that, um, and he's good at with like these ensemble films, super, super, both with the uh, with the Suicide Squad and then Guardians. Um, you know, he's very good at kind of juggling all these different characters. So. I'm looking forward to it. I, I have, I definitely have very high expectations, but, um, but these, but I think for Supergirl, um, yeah, I'm thinking her role will be pretty minimal. Who so, do you want yeah. as the villain, real quickly, before we get out of here? For for a Supergirl movie? Uh, no, for uh, Superman Legacy. I mean, uh, for Superman Legacy, man, Brainiac is like the betting odds favorite right now. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. I mean, in terms of villains, we haven't seen. Could be. It could just um, be a Luthor movie, but it doesn't sound like that's what they're gonna do. Um, Metallo is a guy we haven't seen yet. Uh, Parasite's another Superman villain that we haven't really seen yet, but he's a little. That's a little yeah, lower. I mean, the, I mean, here. we can see a lot of these these villains, but just not, not Toy Man. You know, characters like that, but. Um. I Metallo could be interesting. Um, I, I think it'll be Brainiac. I think yep. it should be Brainiac, but it's funny. I actually watched Superman the animated series a couple weeks ago. I watched uh, the episode with Metallo randomly. Uh, great episode, but um, mm-hmm. it reminded me that, like, again, that's a guy we haven't really seen in live action that could be done well. Um, uh, did they do Metallo and Supergirl? I'm trying to think. I don't probably think so. They definitely like they did, did it in almost Smaller. everything. In yeah, yeah. I don't think there is a. <laughs> I don't think there is a, a super a Superman villain that wasn't in Supergirl. Definitely in Smallville. I remember that yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Metallo was definitely in Smallville. Every that's another one. Everyone was basically in Smallville, but Metallo was definitely in Smallville. I'm trying to think, if Metallo was in. Uh, yeah, they had. It Supergirl. looks like there's a there's a Metallo in Supergirl. I do not remember this guy at all. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm looking him up. Yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, this was awful. I <laughs> sorry to kind of just give my instant reaction to looking this <laughs> up, but yeah, I remember being very unhappy with this version of Metallo. But I do remember this. So yeah, we did get a Metallo recently. Um, but yeah, we de- we would definitely want a better, <laughs> I think, a better version of that one that we got. Um. Because I was saying, I was like, I was, I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't know why, I'm just not clamoring for Metallo, but th- this is probably why. Because last time we yeah, got Metallo, yeah. live action. I, I remember the Smallville one being really good. Yeah, I feel like the Smallville one was definitely better. That one I remember being like a lot darker. Yeah. Yeah, that you one was done do much, much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, they, I can't do that. But yeah, so Metallo is possible. Um, I would think Brainiac. That that would probably be my betting. My if I had to put money down, because it's a big movie. Gun wants this. I mean, there's multiple. Seems to be multiple like Justice League people in this in this movie. 
I mean, you have a you have a you have a freaking uh you have a Green Lantern here too. You know, it's like yes, they're all going against Metallo. You yeah. know, so that's why I'm, I'm kind of right, just, right. I'm thinking I'm thinking Brainiac um is is pretty likely. And you can also infuse Brainiac with I've seen we've seen iterations where Brainiac was in was uh kind of mixed in with the Krypton situation too if they wanted to mix him in with like the origin and stuff. Um 100%, yeah. So they can definitely um you know Brainiac is one I think is very very doable. Um and that's what I would think is uh is what they're probably going to go for is Brainiac. Um, but all right, I think that'll do it for this show. Um, so, uh, as I said, of course, at the top of the show, EJ will be returning, um, for our next show. We will be discussing Echo. We know that that has been out, uh, for a little bit now. Um, so we're going to be discuss. we'll be able to give our full thoughts on that. We didn't really touch on that here, but, um, you'll be able to hear what all three of us think of the show. Um, and then along with everything else, any other uh, news that comes out, we may also, because uh, I know uh, Madam Web is coming out. I mean, you know, if they if the marketing starts ramping up for that, we can probably preview that as well uh, before that is released. Um, and yeah, I think those are probably the two biggest things that that are coming up. But of course, you know, we'll be updating you guys on any whenever else. we hear something from X-Men 97, man, that'll be yeah, and X-Men 97 as well. Um, I haven't heard anything on that. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm assuming they'll just let us know <laughs> whenever they want to start marketing that because they haven't marketed it at all. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you start getting more on that as well. That'll do it for this one. So thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time.